What do you hear? What do you say? What do you hear? What do you say, Buccaneer Nation? I hope you guys are all doing well out there. I hope you guys are enjoying your week. We are one day closer to the Buccaneers taking on the Carolina Panthers at 4.05. I'm riding solo today. My co-host is having some uh, stomach issues, if you know what I mean. <laughs> Sorry, Jamie. But uh, I'm going to be breaking down this game. We've got a lot of interesting things to talk about. Injury report, player interviews. So sit back, kick back, relax, grab yourself something to drink, and enjoy the episode. All right, guys, so some interesting comments coming from um, a gentleman who used to play for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, who is now the play-by-play, Dave Moore, who I have a great deal of respect for, enjoy listening to him and Gene call the Buccaneer games. Um, You know, these guys work for the Buccaneers radio network. Gene, I love the guy, amazing. Um, Dave Moore, same thing. But Dave Moore had some interesting comments about the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and one Todd Bowles. And it's no stranger. We all know what's going on with Todd Bowles and this team. They're not very good. They're 5-7. and seven. They're a 2-and-whatever team. Remember that guy, Lovey Smith? Yeah. Um, you know, I like what Dave had to say because now we're starting to hear it from somebody who's actually working, technically working for the Buccaneers. We see a lot of the same mistakes every week, and they are not making the corrections. If they expect to win, they have to clean that up, which is obvious. They need to clean up their play. They need to clean up the missed assignments. Devin White. They drop balls. They have chance for big plays. Winning is taking advantage of the opportunities that are given. It's not that much, but it's plenty right now. It's hard to watch. When you are not getting any better. I agree with Dave on that 110%. Just because, you know, you hear Todd Bowles every week saying, we got to do this, we got to do that. I talk to the captains, I talk to this, and it's just nothing's getting done. What is going on? You know, is there something eternal going on that we don't know about? Um, is there injuries that are more severe than what are being reported? Again, the... Comments from Todd Bowles describing things, it's almost robotic. You know, just recently, he was on with Casey Phillips. Let me play that for you. Uh, So for you guys, another tough loss. Uh, What were some of the messages uh, that you had for the guys in the locker room and and what the messages are going to be this week? Just basically, we're in every ball game. You know, we got to execute at the end. Situational football becomes critical, especially this part of the season. And we're, we're in situations where we've done them a thousand times and we just don't execute. We got to be able to execute it better. We got to be able to coach it better. Well, it's, it's every week. Every week. It's the same thing over and over. You know, the problem right now with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers is that guys need to step up and take accountability. And that starts with coaching. I've been on record. I've sh- told you guys how I felt about Todd Bowles. I think he's a great defensive coordinator not a head coach who knows I, you know not having the cap space to work with and a few other things i get it that's why i wouldn't be surprised if we see lovey i mean <laughs> see do you see what i'm saying uh i wouldn't be surprised if we see him back again next year even though if the bucks 
don't make the playoffs, well, depending on what happens Sunday. You lose to the Panthers, then it's, I think the Glazers have to pull the trigger on that. But it's like Lovey Smith all over again. I'm sorry, it's just how I feel. It's kind of like Lovey Smith, Dirk Cutter, all these guys all over again. It's the roboticness, the not take out oh, the players, the players. Yeah, it is the players, but it's also you. Because a football team is, to me, it's like kind of like the a pyramid or a foundation. Like your your base is your defensive players, your defense. That's what holds everything together in your offensive linemen. The middle is your quarterback and your skill players and your staff. And at the very top is the head coach. Because everything is being run through the head coach. And we see it. We see it. As much as I'm not a fan of Bill Belichick, Bill Belichick would have challenged that. Bill Belichick would have called those timeouts. It's the inconsistency. There's no consistency with Todd Bowles. Um, but who knows? You know, they're going up against a, a Carolina Panthers team who's 1 in 10. Um, that really don't have much to lose. Um, but I just kind of want to see guys taking more accountability here. You know, and I believe that starts with the coaching. Coaching staff, you know. I, I just, one time, I just want to hear Lovey Smith say, hey, you know, I got to do a better job of preparing these guys. Instead of, well, this guy missed this assignment, that guy missed that assignment. You know, we run these plays a hundred times, yada, yada, yada. You know, um... I'm sure you guys feel the same way. Do you not? And if so, feel free to message me on the uh, Twitter or X or the Instagrams, Facebook, for Frozen Pirate Podcast. Um, one guy that does take accountability is Mike Evans. Another guy, Baker Mayfield, and a few other guys on the team. Mike Evans had some interesting things that he had to say uh, talking to the media today. Um, very close to that 1,000-yard season. Here's Mike Evans. It said, you know, just a matter of everything coming together. How do you guys get it all to come together? You play better ball. As simple as that. We got to play better ball. I mean, it's on us as players. Uh, everything, after we watch film, we always say, oh, man, it's right there. We just got to go out there and take it. We got to go make plays that need to be made. In looking at the film, you might have this master because you've been in, in the league, but maybe for some of the younger guys, how do you balance looking at film and not like overthinking it when you're trying to correct the mistakes in the next game? How do I, how do you not overthink? Yeah. I mean, everybody's different. I just got to go play. I mean, exactly. You just got to go out there and go play. And I, I like what he said. I mean, it speaks for itself. You know, it's accountability. And again, I just want to hear. Todd Bowles say, I need to prepare this team better. I need to do a better job of managing games. I need to oversee my coaching staff a little bit more. I'm telling you right now, that narrative, and that, that would change because it's not just on the players. You know, it's no different than going to work every day. Whatever it is that you do for work, if you work for yourself or you're a boss, you dictate your, your, your guys. Like in construction, we have a superintendent, we have a foreman. The foreman says, hey, we're going to do this, this, that. And it's up to the foreman to lead the guys. It's very similar in football. It comes down to the head coach. You, the players have to execute. There's no shortage of talent on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I, I'll go back to it. Baker Mayfield has had a really good season with the Bucs. Does he hold on to the football a little bit too long? Maybe. Is, is he, 
you know, a garbage quarterback? No. Would I be upset if they brought him back? No. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. But it goes back to accountability. And that starts with Todd Bowles. You know, he says he talks to these captains. He talks to everybody, the leaders, the captains. One guy that has a C on his chest is Devin White. Now, with Devin White, I don't know if he's going to be playing this game. But, you know, where are you at? I see he popped up on the injury report. And he's been popping up on the injury report a lot with his foot. A lot of people are saying, hey, you know, there's a, it's a foot issue. He's having a foot issue. Well, what happened last year? Was it a foot issue too? Like, how severe is this foot? And if it's hurting the team, because I feel like it is hurting the team, because you can go back to that Colts game. Gardner Minshew faked him out. That's not Devin White, man. Any, any chance he had at one of those big-time contracts is way long gone. Long gone, guys. Long gone. He's probably lucky to get seven to nine million on a one-year prove-it deal. But again, you know, maybe you know that foot is really bothering him. If so, then I said you have to bench him because it's hurting the team. If he can't play a hundred percent on that foot, you got to give Savasier Dennis the, the go. You know, give him the chance. You know. um, and speaking of him, he's also on the injury report. Matter of fact, let's let's get into this injury report. A lot of guys on the injury report. Um, a lot of ankle injuries. Levante David, he's hurt with a groin. Did not participate Wednesday. Did not participate today, Thursday. Um, it's kind of looking like he's going to be out again. Carlton Davis, same thing. Ankle, limited participation, full participation today. He's playing. Jamel Dean, he's out. He didn't participate all week. So Vasio Dennis is on there with an illness. Um, I think he's questionable for the game. Yaya Diaby, another guy, ankle injury, limited participation both days. Uh, Mike Green, calf, did not participate both days. Devin White, on here again with his foot. Limited participation, did not participate Thursday, today. So, he, it's looking like he may not play. So, you're looking at Savasio Dennis, if he's good. And K.J. Britt, kind of interested to see what K.J. Britt can do, you know, kind of interested to see Savasio Dennis play more. You know, last week was his first game, made a huge tackle. See what happens, you know. Somebody else that's on the injury report that we all know about, Baker Mayfield, is also on that report uh, with an ankle injury. We, we all saw what happened against the Colts. Hey, kudos to him. He came back in the game, played his ass off. Well, he tried to. I mean, he got sacked a lot. But uh, he had that big third down run when he ran over the linebacker. So you got to give him credit for that. Um, going up against a team, the Carolina Panthers, that he played for last year. Um, he had some interesting things to say about the Carolina Panthers. Again, um, the Buccaneers better be careful with this game. Because this could very well be a trap game. And I'm going to keep saying this. They have nothing to play for. Technically, mathematically, they're still in. They could still win the division. How pathetic is this division? They can still win the division. Um, Baker Mayfield's going into this game. The MRI, according to Todd Bowles, shows no structural damage, no fracture. He's going into the game with 2,588 passing yards, 17 touchdowns, 7 interceptions, and a passer rating of 91.6, which is not bad. It's right there in the middle. Uh, maybe a little bit under. But I think... He's done fine this year. 
considering the circumstances, considering we don't have a very good offensive line, uh, you know, lack of cap space. So I think he's doing all right, and he's going to be going up against his old team, the Carolina Panthers. Here's what he had to say. The mentality of the Panthers uh, haven't made the coaching change in this speed of first game under this interim coach. Yeah, um, having been in that spot before, it's it's kind of a – everybody rallies around it. Honestly, it's one of those things that brings people together. And I know Tabes very well. What was there with him last year, great guy. And so I think he's going to have those guys fired up. Um, and at this point, you know, they're, they don't have anything to lose. So they're going to be playing, um, you know, 100%. And so we have to be ready for whatever they have, all different coverages, blitzes, packages that, that they might have, and uh, just be prepared for that. I absolutely agree with him. You got to be prepared. Todd Bowles needs to prepare this team. Um, a trap game. That's what they call these trap games. And oof, if Todd Bowles loses to the Carolina Panthers, man, I'll tell you one thing. But y'all don't say that. True. I'm telling you right now, man. If he loses to the Carolina Panthers, he's in. He's in a world. I, he's not making it past Tuesday. He's not making it past Tuesday. Um, the Panthers and they're pretty bad, you know, on offense. The defense is kind of keeping them in games, um, but they're also pretty banged up too. But even though being banged up, I think the Carolina Panthers are really taking this game serious. Like Baker said, we've seen it with the Raiders. The new coach that comes in, the interim head coach, Antonio Pierce had them boys fired up, and they won the first two games with him there. Same thing with Carolina. You know, I think Carolina is kind of looking at the Bucks and saying, hey, we can beat them. <laughs> it's the truth. I think they look at them and they say, hey, we can beat these guys. We have a chance. I expect the Tampa Bay Buccaneers to win this game. I'll give you guys my prediction a little bit later on on the score, but I expect the Tampa Bay Buccaneers to win this game. Um, I expect the defense to show up. And what the Bucs have going for them is they're one game out. They're still playing for something. And the Carolina Panthers have a very bad offense. That's no surprise. They have no run game. They have no passing attack. They only average about 16 points per game. Um, they're 30th in passing, 28th in rushing. Bryce Young has been sacked 43 times this year. You know, take a good look, guys, because this is what the Tampa Bay Buccaneers could look like next year with a rookie quarterback. So, the Carolina Panthers are also banged up, too, you know. Um, they got a lot of guys on this injury report. Gross Matos, uh, he was limited practice. You know, I'm just trying to read out some of the uh, known names here. J.C. Horn, hamstring, limited pr participation. Um, Xavier Woods, same thing, limited participation. You know, everybody's banged up this time of the year. It's no surprise. It's just you have to get through it, and you just got to keep pushing forward, man. Same thing with the NHL. You don't hear about the, the injury reports until the season's over, and you're like, holy shit, this guy was playing with what? This guy was playing with a... You know, it, it, it's insane. But the Bucks can easily win this game, and they don't have to put up that many points. I think 22 points, 23 points wins this game for the Tampa Bay Bucks. And I think Baker is going to have a pretty good game. You know, he's going up against his former team. 
Talk about the growth of the offense as a whole under Dave Canales and where he's come as a play caller and where you guys feel like you are having seen down. It looks like the running game is getting, mm -hmm. uh, getting, getting going a little bit better and yeah. you guys have kind of mastered what, what's being asked of you. Yeah, um, obviously the, the final production hasn't been there or else we'd be winning more games, but the run game has improved extremely um, the past couple of weeks against some good run front teams. And so um, that, that's what we've been looking for is growth each week in the offense. But now we just need to finish in the red zone, kind of the same story there. We're able to move the ball, but some of these momentum killers, um, like we mentioned earlier, is just got to got to nip those out and just uh, you know hammer it home and finish with touchdowns instead of field goals. You know, he said some interesting things there. And again, if you guys remember that 2019 season when the Buccaneers transitioned to a 3-4 defense, the defense wasn't playing so hot in the beginning. I mean, we had a really bad quarterback in Jameis Winston. But um, at the end of the year, they really started to show up. And again, this is a rookie play call, a rookie play caller in Dave Canales. And I think he's done, I'd give him a C plus this year. You know, at the beginning it was a little bit shaky, but now you're starting to see the team, the offense, the run game starting to get going. I'm telling you right now, man, if they can get the run game going, like, consistently, this is going to be a good team. But, I mean, is it too late? Or can they catch fire and they can heat up now? And they're going to need that. Um, one thing I think that the Carolina Panthers are going to do is I think they're going to try and, like, really try to make the Buccaneers one-dimensional like every other team. Uh, they're going to try and shut down that run game. But I expect Mike Evans to have a really big game. Mike Evans is going into this game with 54 catches, 850 yards, 9 touchdowns. I expect Mike Evans to put up another touchdown. He needs 150 more yards for 1,000 yards. I think he gets it this game. I really do. I think he really wants that 1,000 yards. And we won't see a repeat performance um, of that game that he had against the Panthers with that big drop that really killed his mojo there for a little bit. But I don't want the Buccaneers to force the ball to him just so he can get it. You know, there's plenty of time left in the season for him to get that thousand yards. Um, also, I expect Rashad White to continue to show up. I expect the Buccaneers to continue running the ball or try to. But again, I think the, the Carolina Panthers are going to try and shut that down early. So I expect the Buccaneers to kind of just air it out, as they should. This is, you know, this Panther defense has kind of kept them in games, but they're not, you know, they can get pressure. They got some good guys up front. But, you know, I expect the Tampa Bay Buccaneers defense to show up. You have to show up. I expect our rookie of the month, Kalijah Kansi, to have a big game. I expect Yaya Diaby to get a sack. Hell, I even expect Joe Tryon Shuinka. I mean, if there's ever a time to get a couple multi-sacks right here, this is your chance, man. This is a chance for everybody to kind of light a fire in underneath them and get and start getting that momentum and start really making a deep push for the playoffs. You know, looking at the schedule ahead, they got a, two tough games. The rest is division opponents. They need to own this division. They need to own the division. And I'll tell you one thing. It's all about momentum in football. It's all about momentum. If No matter what, if the Buccaneers win this division, we get a home playoff game. You have to continue to build. you got to string these wins up, and you got to play well. And I'll tell you one thing. If they don't turn the ball over and they force turnovers, if this defense can force some turnovers and they can put the offense in good field position, because that's what's killing the Buccaneers too. Nobody's really talking about that. 
the Buccaneers have started a lot of drives deep in their own territory, you know, and considering you can't run the ball consistently, that's a problem, you know, so hopefully, um, you know, Todd Bowles dials up some blitzes, Bryce Young has been sacked 43 times, let's make it 50 times, I want to see six sacks coming out of this game, I want to see them win the turnover battle, I want to see two picks, I want a big game from the Buccaneers. This is all it takes is one big game. One huge game. Yeah, it's the Carolina. It's the 1-10 Carolina Panthers, but this is a team that you need to dismantle. This is a team that you can run right through, but don't take them lightly because this is also it could be a trap game. And I'm going to tell you one thing, guys. If Todd Bowles loses this game, I think we're, we're going to see somebody else take over this team midweek. And at that point, you know, I heard T. Crash say, at that point, everybody knows their jobs are on the line. So are they really trying or are they looking for other coaching jobs for next year? And he, um, I actually wanted to call into WDAE today, but I didn't, I, I didn't get a chance to, too, too busy Christmas shopping guys. But, um, they did say, you know, you got to kind of, you know, they are human beings, you know, they, you know. They're going to get fired and, you know, you kind of got to feel for them because they move their families. And I understand that, but I don't feel bad. And the reason why I don't feel bad is because at the end of the day, these guys are still getting paid. They're getting paid millions of dollars. If not millions, they're six figures. Um, and it's all guaranteed money. Coach gets fired. Look, John Gruden's still getting paid by the Raiders, I believe. Josh McDaniels is getting paid and he did a terrible job. So no, I'm sorry. Uh, T. Kras, I do not agree with you on that. Um, just because I don't feel bad. Yeah, it sucks. You know, you have to move your family, but that's the life you chose. You have the greatest opportunity in the world to, to be a coach in the NFL. That's amazing. Yeah, it's a lot of hard work. Absolutely. But that's an awesome job. And imagine that getting fired and still getting paid millions of dollars. Whatever. So no, I don't feel bad. The reason why I don't feel bad is because I do construction, you know, there comes a time in the winter time when, you know, the ground gets frozen and we can't work sometimes. All right, you're laid off. So I go from making, you know, a very good amount to making half of that because I'm sitting home. Does anybody care? No. Does my job still pay me the $1,300? No. I make half of that, a little less than half of that, because when you collect, you only get a little less than half when you get laid off. Does anybody care? No. I have a family to feed. You get what I'm saying here? When you get fired from your job, do they pay you a full year salary? No. So, no, I don't feel bad. They have great lives. You know, if my job said, hey, we're going to fire you and we're going to pay you, what you're owed for the rest of the year? Okay, no problem. But nobody feels bad for me. Nobody feels bad for you. Why should I feel bad for these guys? They can't pay millions. All right, guys. My prediction for this game, like I said, I expect Mike Evans to get that 1,000 yards. I expect him to have at least 160 yards receiving. I'm going to go 10 yards over. I expect him to have a touchdown. I expect Rashad White to be eight, uh, at least a little bit over 80 yards rushing. Uh, I, I'm going to call it and say Chris Godwin with a touchdown. My final score of this game, Buccaneers 28, Carolina 10. I don't think the Buccaneers are going to 
give up many points to the Panthers. And like I said, guys, if they do, holy shit, we might as well just start talking offseason. I'm not going to do the week picks because it's a lot more funner when Jamie's here so we can kind of, you know, shoot our shit with the uh, week picks. And I got the little primetime theme going in the background. So sorry, Jamie, I'm not going to be doing that. Um, overall, guys, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. As always, we are very grateful. Thank you for listening to us wherever you guys are listening to us. iHeart, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Podbean. Wherever you listen to your podcast, we greatly appreciate it. Please share the episode. Talk to your friends about it. Share it with your friends. The bigger we get, the more stuff we can do. And I promise you that Jersey giveaway is coming soon. It is the holidays, so maybe we might just do it within the next couple of weeks. All right, guys, like I said, it's the holidays. I don't know what you guys are still doing listening to me. Finish up your drink, get off your ass, and go finish your Christmas shopping. Get that shit done and fire them cannons. Let's go, Bucks. Where do you get these fucking idiots, huh? Where do you get them? A psycho knife to the bad guy. The last time you're going to see a bad guy like this again.